I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. Hi, I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. In today's episode, I'm focusing on energy management. And the reason I'm focusing on this in today's episode, episode 29, is off the back of a question from one of my mentees. She asked the question, how do you take a room and bring them up in energy? And it really got me thinking about the importance of managing the energy within your rooms to increase and decrease and bring it to the right level. I don't know if you've ever been to a presentation, you've had that one person and they're presenting and they are just too much. You know, from the start of the presentation, they're just too energetic and enthusiastic and it can actually be a bit of a turn off. Or polar opposite, you've had that person delivering the speech or the presentation and they've got no energy, no enthusiasm, no get up and go. They just, in their monotone voice, talk at you during the presentation. I don't know if you've ever experienced either of those, but as the speaker or the presenter or the person delivering any kind of pitch, it's your responsibility to manage the energy within the room. Now, I'm going to go through a few different points over the course of this episode, but there's firstly one thing, and it is the most important thing that you remember, and it is that you must meet your audience where they're at. I'm going to reiterate that. It's so important. You must meet the audience where they are at. So let's imagine you've got a presentation. I don't know. It's first thing on a Monday morning. It's in your job role. Monday's manic. There's been meetings um, before you've even started the day. So everyone's a little bit, you know, stressed or anxious maybe. And the energy isn't going to be particularly high. Now, if you jump into your presentation and you're all energetic and your voice is really enthusiastic and you're moving your arms around, you're using all of the skills that we've shared with you over previous episodes, you're going to potentially pay a lot of people off. So the important thing to remember is meet your audience where they are at. Now, the the worst thing you can possibly do is come in with the energy you'd like them to have when they're not already there. So let's say, for example, you walk into your presentation and maybe it's quite a quiet room. Let's say the energy isn't particularly great. As you say, it's first thing Monday morning. People aren't, you know, really energetic. You have to meet your audience at that level. So you meet them where they're at. Maybe you talk a little bit quieter. You'll set the store from when you begin And then you can gently raise the energy. Alternatively, if you've been in a room and I don't know, it's a Tony Robbins type seminar and everyone's whooped and hyping, everyone's all hyped up and they're whooping and hollering and cheering and you walk in and actually you want to discuss something really important. You really want to emphasize a point. If you walk in and start straight in your delivery at that connection point, you're going to lose your audience. So I think I've reiterated that point well enough. You've got to meet your audience where they are at. So say you're the first speaker of the day within an event or a seminar, your audience is, you know, quite quiet, quite unenthusiastic. It will appear totally and utterly strange if you kind of run in, shouting all guns blazing into your presentation. So what you've got to do is meet your audience where they're at initially so that you can start relatively lower, maybe a little bit quieter or gradually increase not only your energy, but your pace and your tone to bring your audience up along on the journey. Or flip side, if the energy is already really high, as I've just mentioned, and you want to really emphasize a point or you want to connect and deliver a story. So they're the tactics, 
the tactics that you can use are to actually lower the energy. And there's loads of different hints and tips I can give you to share with you. But this all starts before you even get onto that stage or that webinar or deliver that presentation. So the most important thing is to find out where your audiences are. Now, in previous episodes, I've said if you're delivering any kind of speech, particularly on a multi-speaker stage, it's really important that you get to get the event early enough to kind of identify what the mood is like. Now, again, there's some important points to note in regards to this. Just because your audience are maybe quite quiet, don't take that to mean that they're not interested in what you've got to say. It could be absolutely anything. I've discussed in previous episodes where, you know, you've made that that snap judgment in your head that someone's not listening or because they're yawning and they're bored by what you've got to say when actually they've just had a really long night, they've got a brand new baby, they've, I don't know, got noisy neighbours, they've not slept well or they've got up ridiculously early to actually come along and listen to what you've got to say. So perception, it's really important not to make that sweeping judgment that that's the way the room is. But it's really important to meet them where they're at so you identify if it's a really quiet room You might start, now you still need to start as you mean to go on, I've discussed this in previous episodes, because you set the tone for your delivery. But it's it's very simple for you as a speaker or as a presenter to actually alter the mood or the energy within the room. So before you start, before you've even stood in front of your audience, identify what the mood in the room is like. Now, I think in previous episodes, I've already talked about grabbing your audience attention. Now, there are ways that you can do this if the room is really mellow or if it's too rowdy. We go all the way back to point one and you may think energy management has nothing to do with grabbing your audience attention or the way that you're dressed, but it actually does because visually in the way that you dress or, you know, having a brand in terms of color, for example, on the progressive stages, we wear stripes, then the way you dress and present yourself in the room, you can actually grab the audience attention if it's something really unique. It may be, you know, the way in which you enter the stage, so the way that you're introduced, if someone really energetic introduces you, or if you just kind of meander onto the stage because you want to meet your audience where they're at if they're quite quiet. And I started looking into the way people enter their presentations because I think it's really important to set the tone from the start. And there's a lady called Jill Bolt-Taylor, And she's done a TED talk and in a TED talk, she was trying to explain to the audience the experience of having suffered from a stroke. So when she's in her delivery, to explain it further, she actually produced a brain complete with a spinal cord attached. Now, that is definitely one way to grab the attention of your audience. I'm not saying that you have to stand on stage with a brain, but the way in which you set your stall out from the start so the way visually you look or the props that you use or the grabber that you use which we've talked about previously audibly so in the way that you deliver so it could be that you have I don't know a catchphrase that you start your deliveries with it could be something um in the tonality that you use or it might be that you have a particular type of music particularly in a really crowded room you know if you've got a large audience they're all you know talking amongst themselves it can prove really difficult to grab the attention of that room, particularly if you're not being introduced to the stage. So if that's the case, then you can have some music or you can have a walk-on song um, to really kind of build up the energy or to lower down the energy if that's what it needs to do. So if you think about some of the biggest boxing matches in history or MMA fights, 
when people enter the room, when the opponents enter the room, it goes all quiet. The lights dim down and the music starts. And actually you can make, uh, you know, a really electric atmosphere by bringing on a song, a really energetic, high octane, high energy, different uh, kind of, of music. But it works on the flip side. It works on the reverse in a really, really rowdy room. You put something a little bit more mellow on because it's proven that if people listen to something more melodic, something more um, simple and something more measured, that it actually alters the management and management, the energy within the room. So you get to manage the energy of the audience before you even step foot on the stage. Now, you may be thinking this is all actually really weird, but it's so, so important. You don't realize until you're actually delivering on the stage the impact not only your energy has, but your audience energy can have on you. Your audience, if they're really quite timid and quite tame, it can actually lower your energy. So it's really, really important as the speaker, as the presenter, that you manage your own energy. Now, one way in which you can do this, in addition to your the way that you visually look before we start on the stage, the music that you have to set the tone really energetic or maybe tone it down a little, the way in which you deliver your speeches, um, tone and volume are really, really important as well. So when you want to lower the energy within a room or create more of an intimate or more of a connection, more of an intimate mood or a connection, lowering your volume and speaking with a softer tone can help to achieve that desired effect. Again, really important to note, you don't go too far. We don't want to tell a story. It's not Jack and Ori, but if you alter your tone. So my tone, as you who listen to my podcast, um, you'll know that I'm quite an energetic speaker. I talk quite quickly. So my tone, my volume and my pace are all naturally quite high. So if I talk quite energetic, this is the way they speak. And then all of a sudden I use pauses and lower my tone a little bit, speak a bit more melodic, a bit more methodically that really affects the tone within the room. And you can do this, whether this is a live speech, you can do this on your videos on Facebook, your Facebook lives, your LinkedIn lives, Instagram videos. You can do it on your podcasts. You know, the hardest place for you to do it is in written word, but you can use different fonts even in your speeches to emphasize or to change the energy. So in relation to the question of how do you change the energy within the room, there are so many important factors So if you're wishing to increase the energy, let's say, in the room, and you're normally quite a measured speaker, you normally talk at a certain tone, maybe you're quite mellow in your delivery, and then you raise your tone, you raise your energy, you raise your volume or your pace, it can really alter the tone within the room. So the importance of tone, volume, and pace is absolutely paramount. So let's say, for example, in this scenario, um, the example given to me by one of my mentees was that the room was quite mellow and she actually let it affect her own mood. Now, that's nothing wrong with the speech that she delivered. It's quite difficult. I don't know if you've ever been in a scenario where you've been in a happy mood and you walk into a room and you can cut the atmosphere with a knife and you're really energetic, happy mood. Bit by bit, it starts to dissipate. And it's about being conscious and being aware. That comes all the way back to point one, the most important point, to meet your audience where they're at. 
That's not to say you allow your audience to dictate to you the tone and the energy. And this only comes with practice and repetition. And you can do this in smaller groups, you know, when you're at networking events, or even if you go out for dinner with your friends and there's a bigger group of you and you may be split into clusters around the table and the energy is quite low in one area, you can tell a joke. You can tell a story. You can smile, raise your energy, raise your volume, raise your tone. And it alters within the room. Now, I'm not saying the second that you smile at someone, their mood changes. But if you continue and persevere with it, you can have a dramatic effect upon the energy within the room. Same and conversely, I'm giving you both sides of everything. So conversely, if the room's really energetic, really enthusiastic, and let's say you want to really connect with your audience, then one thing that you can do you know, if you really want to emphasize a point or really connect with the audience, you can, your movement can help you. So there's a, the phrase that sticks in my head forevermore is a Tony Robbins phrase, which is that motion creates emotion. Now, when I first started in public speaking, I was definitely guilty of trying to explain a point while using just my words, but actually one of the most poignant ways that you can achieve that connection is through silence. And the pause is so, so important. So Sir Ralph Richardson says the most precious things in speech are the pauses. And if you can master the art of the pause, it can really help to connect with your audience. Because if there are some distractions, you know, say you're in the middle of your delivery or your speech, or you're just about to connect with your story and there's people talking in clusters or there's mutterings around the room and you as the speaker who holds the authority suddenly pauses it can have such meaning it can create a mood drop an energy drop so at my first attempt of delivering a speech the initial feedback given to me was to breathe because I was so intent on getting my point across that I didn't realize the importance and the power of the pause They can be really, really poignant when you really want to land a point or you want to emphasize something or when you ask a rhetorical question, it gives the audience time to internally answer the questions, to stop, to think and to pause. And that in turn affects the mood, affects the energy within the room. So that's one way to really bring it down and to connect. It's not just, so let's use that example of trying to connect with your audience. It's not just your tonality and your volume, your movement, motion creates emotion. So let's say, for example, you've been walking around the stage, it's quite a a big space, or you're delivering a presentation where you're mingling in and out of the tables in a cabaret-style room. If you really want to connect and you've been stood up in a power position and you suddenly take a seat on a stool, and maybe if you do this, not really suddenly, but you do it where you slowly lower yourself down, you pause, That is a connection point with your audience. You're lowering your eye level closer to their eye level. By amending your tone, your position, your pose, motion creates emotion. You can create the emotion within the room and in turn affect the energy. But then let's say, for example, you've delivered a speech or a story. You've really wanted to amend the energy in the room and bring it down a little bit. bit. It's quite a, a rowdy room. Then what you can do is you can raise the energy with your motion as well. So say you've seated for your story or your speech or your connection point and you suddenly stand up. 
you increase your tone, you increase your volume, you will change the energy within the room. One thing that can really, really help with this is the element of surprise. It is a surefire method to capture the attention of your audience. So it could be with an action that you do, you know, an unexpected point within your presentation. So if you've gone from your low connection point and you have a loud clap or a foot stomp or a scream or a shout for effect at that relevant point in your speech in an unexpected silence absolutely alters the mood within the room. Or alternatively, you know, say you're delivering your speech or your story and you want the element of surprise in there, whereby you're leading the audience down one path and you change tack last minute. We see this in so many films and movies where, you know, if we think of the sixth sense where everyone's expecting one ending and there's a different ending, it changes the mood, it changes the energy. So when delivering your speech or your presentation, Things to take into consideration are start with the end in mind. If we start right at the beginning, before you've even delivered your speech or your presentation, it's really, really important to identify the energy within the room. Now, if it's a multi-speaker stage, say the previous speaker has just not had the greatest energy or they've been quite a mellow person, they don't understand as you do the roller coaster rule that is required within your energy, you may incorrectly potentially perceive the audience to be really an disinterested, bored, not really high in energy. When actually you coming onto the stage can change that completely. So it's really important to identify the mood and the tone of the audience, the energy that they're currently at within the room. And you do this by listening, by getting a feel for the room. So even if you're the first speaker of the day and you've made this judgment that the room is quite um, mellow or it's really, really rowdy. It's by being part of that room. Walk around, introduce yourself to people before the start of the day, get a feel for the room because the most important point, point number one is to meet your audience where they're at. So if they're quite low in energy, it's your responsibility to meet them where they're at, hold their hand and increase their energy through your visuals, through your tone, through the wording that you use, so audibly, you know, the phrases that you'll use, the points that you'll make. So say, for example, a, a Tony Robbins convention or a, a presentation, he quite memorably says things like, say, I, if you agree, and everyone says, I, and that's changing the energy within the room. You'll particularly do that when you're managing the audience, if they're, uh, you need to really get them on board or you really need to get the buy-in from your audience. So remember, you can do it visually with your props or the way in which you're dressed, you can do it audibly in the phrases that you use and the um, tonal range that you use with the music that you start with, you deliver during the day. You, you know, you can do this even during the breaks. If you feel the energy is really quite low, you can, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, so particularly with the speaker interaction, you can pull a break. And during that break, you can put on some really energetic music and that will really bring up the energy of your room or if you want them to mellow down a little bit maybe you'll put some more classical or thinking music on because motion creates emotion so getting them up and moving really changes the energy making people sit down take your seats take your seats the tonal range that you will use your volume in your speech the element of surprise there are so many different ways that you as a speaker can manage the energy in the room. Point one to note, always meet them where they're at and then bring them up or down on your roller coaster with visuals, the way in which you dress, the props that you use, 
the movement you have around the room to become eye-catching, to raise or lower their energy. Audibly, now this is split into a number of different ways, audibly in the phrases that you use. So if you've got like a a catchphrase or something that you're renowned for saying, or you've got a buy-in phrase like say I or yes, then you get your audience to join in with you. Audibly also with the um, tonal range that you use. So really raising the energy, raising the tone. This might be increasing your volume, your roller coaster, your pace, the speed at which you speak at and your volume will really raise the energy within the room. Or if you really want to connect, you'll slow down, your pace can change, your tone can change, your volume can reduce, or you can use the elegant art of the pause. The music in which you bring into your presentations, whether that be before you're even delivered to stage, really high energy, high octane music to get the blood pumping, to raise the energy. Or if it's a rowdy room, really mellow, really quiet, really soft music to really quite kind of tone down the energy within the room. Not just at the start of your presentations, but during the breaks for your walk on song. Remember the analogy I've given you, if the room is quite quiet of your, your, boxer walking into the ring, their entrance, the energy they can create with just the music and the atmosphere. Or if you want to mellow the tone down, quieter, slower movements, your motion creates emotion. And that brings me on to the next point within your audible, which is your tone and your volume, raising it to raise the energy, lowering it to connect or to mellow out your audience. But also in addition to that, added elements that you can add, such as the surprise element, the surprise in the tone or the range, going from seated telling your story to standing up and raising your voice, the loud clap, the foot stomp, the unexpected twist within a speech that can really quite dramatically and quite quickly alter the energy and the mood within your room. You need to take the hand of the audience And you need to lead them in the direction you would like them to go. Your movement and your motion. So we've looked at meeting your audience where they're at. We've looked at the ways in which you can change the mood visually, audibly, audibly broken down into your tone and your volume, your pace and the speed at which you speak, or the importance of the pauses, the element of surprise within your auditory delivery of your speech the music that you play. So visually auditory, but also in your movement, the movement being to lower the tone or the energy in the room, you may take a seat. To raise it again, you may stand up. You may walk more speedily around the room. If you're interacting and mingling with the tables, you might pick up the pace, not only of your delivery and your speech, but also of your movement. It may be that you imagine your listening to some really nice music. If you watch the artists perform, let's say, for example, it's like a big band evening and you've got all different instruments playing. You have the conductor at the front who determines the energy, the pace, the speed, the way in which the delivery is commanded. You are the conductor within your delivery and your speech. You can increase, you can raise or you can lower and you can change your own energy management. So remember, before you want to change or alter the energy within the room or before you're even able to do so, it's important that you know and understand your own energy. And this is the point that I'm going to finalise with. 
is that quite often we focus on the energy within the room. And in this particular question, how do I raise the energy within the room? Your audience will feed off your own energy. So if at the back of your mind, you're quite nervous, maybe, I don't know, there's been things going on in your everyday life. Maybe it's your first delivery or speech within that kind of room. Maybe there's someone in particular in there that you really want to impress. Even if you don't intend to, unintentionally at the back of your mind, maybe a fear, doubt or concern. So the most important part before we go into any of this is to manage your own energy. And this is where getting in state, which I focused on in previous episodes, is really, really important. Because we've all been in that position where you've got, you know, you've got shit going on in your everyday life. Things are happening beyond your control, maybe, or that are irrelevant to the speech, the presentation, the delivery that you're doing. And leaving that baggage is really important. So get in state, identify your own energy and use that as your starting point and be conscious of the energy you want to convey to your audience. The most important part, meet your audience where they're at. Use everything within your armory. So your visual opportunities to amend amend the energy within the room, your auditory ones, the tone, the range, the volume, the, the pace at which you speak, the music which you play, the exercises that you use, the elements of surprise that you can use within there and your movement, your motion creating emotion, raising the energy by standing up or pacing faster, lowering the energy by sitting down at the connection point, by moving your arms, being the conductor within your own delivery or speech. So hopefully this has helped not only my mentee who asked the question, but each and every one of you. And if any of you do have any particular points you would like for me to cover in my podcast episodes going forward, I would really love to hear from you because I'm here to help. I'm here to support. This has been episode 29 of the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast in regards to energy management. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you next time.